This is the trigger warning for our show. Please understand that various monsters had various victims and hunted in various ways, depending on the folklore, mythology, or stories that were told about them. Please understand that it is not our intent to upset you. You will be given other warnings and additional warnings depending on the episode, but this is our blanket statement. We didn't write the myths, but we are using them to tell our story. Also, this is the content warning for our show. There will be cursing. There will be some interesting ideas. We will take it in where we can, but be warned, there was beer involved. What if I told you there is a world where not only are monsters like vampires and werewolves real, but they have rights just like you and me. And in this world, there exists a secret government organization dedicated to keeping you safe and making sure they follow the rules. Welcome to Anarium, a Monster of the Week podcast. Hey everybody, it's Cameron, your favorite neighborhood podcaster guy, back again with a couple more episodes for you, and that's right, you heard me correct, we have a couple episodes for you today, and that's because when we weren't sure if Taylor was coming back, we recorded a couple episodes um, to kind of hold us over in the meantime, but then he was able to get back to us much sooner, so we had these episodes kind of put in the middle. Um... But now we just kind of want to get to the next arc, so we're going to go ahead and get this little quick side story out of the way with me and Rob today. And I hope you guys enjoy it. This was really, really fun. Um, of course, we missed Taylor, but uh, to be able to just kind of step away from uh, a main plot line and just kind of work on some character development. So um, this was really fun to make, and I hope you guys enjoy it as much as we did. All right, let's get into it. Hello, welcome to Anarium. I'm Sam, I'm your keeper, the guy who made the world with various friends, a uh, world given life by Michael Sands, Monster of the Week RPG, powered by the Apocalypse. Uh, we have my friends with me today, only two, life happens. Who do we have today? Yeah, Taylor, you want to go ahead and introduce yourself? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, today it's just me, Cameron, and uh, I play uh, Bernard. Uh, well, apparently it's not also me. It's just Cameron, so I'll be disconnecting my mic. <laughs> I'm Rob, and I'm a little left out here in Denver. You woke up at 7 a.m. in Denver to play, and not today. Yeah. Um, oh, poor Taylor's going <laughs> to no, be like, not dealing with your my name's today, Marcellus, <laughs> and I, I play the monstrous. I'm a vampire. <laughs> All right, so um, I'm not sure when this episode's going to hit, so I don't know where you guys have been. I'm not entirely positive what's been going on. And that's fine. That's cool. That's why we record a little in advance so you guys always have something to listen to. Before we jump in too much, uh, I'm going to do the thing that every GM does when they have a podcast. And it's if you guys could rate and review us, we would really appreciate it. I'm not asking you to lie for us. If you think we are a three-star podcast with promise and some rough edges, if you would be kind enough to rate us that way, I appreciate it. Um, I know Cameron gives you guys our email address and the beginnings and the ends of episodes. If you want to shoot us an email, give us some constructive criticism. I'm in. Like I said, rate and review. That kind of helps with algorithms. Unfortunately, with how more modern podcasting uh, apps are working, you're not downloading as much. You're streaming right, episodes, right. so we don't actually know who's listening. And it, it may be the 30 people we have on average. And, hey, I really appreciate you yep. guys being there. It means a lot that you come back with yes. us. But if you could rate and review, uh, let your friends know, get the word out. We've yeah, got enough of a back catalog that there can be a little binging if someone needs to. I know some people prefer, yeah. let's get the whole story in. But if you guys could do that, I'd really appreciate it. It more or less just lets people know we're here. Uh, like we're not monetized. We're not We're not right. in this for money. We're in this to tell stories and have friends. If that comes about, that's cool, but that's in no way part of our plan. We just yeah. want to see if there is an audience and everyone's got their point of view. And maybe if someone can be like, oh, hey, I do sound work and I know that if you touch this, that'll completely change the way this happens. And maybe that's a rough edge we've got. Yeah, and and just so I think we mentioned it before. If you listen on Spotify, you can actually rate on there now. So that's that's one cool thing. Just uh, just looking to spread the word, uh, whether it be hey on Twitter or whatever. 
rate, review, let the world know we're here. Um, we did make a list of Monster of the Week podcasts that, yeah, that you I found. That. I thought that's that pretty was cool. pretty cool This that somebody was like, oh, hey, look, they do Monster of the Week. If that's what you're looking for, here they are. Yeah, and uh, like like uh, Sam mentioned, too, uh, this is canon, this episode. We don't mm. know when it's going to air, so it's canon, but it's also not a part of the main plot line or any of the main plot lines. This is... Um, for funsies, this for, is character yeah. development. Character this development is... fun. Uh, we don't have Taylor, but we were. I was able to have some, some free time, uh, and we kind of made it work. So we wanted to get together and do something. Got to do what uh, we can while we got the time. Yeah. I'm so in. we're gonna we're gonna have some fun, and this you know these, uh, power ups and all any, any points we accrue are going to go towards our actual characters in canon, um, but we just don't know exactly when it's gonna happen. Yeah, well, most likely at the end of the story you guys are in is when this will take place, which means if anybody levels up, that power and ability will not show up at Pinebrook Sanitarium. But as soon as that story's over, this can drop, and then you would have that ability. I know Rob's like one experience point away and hoping for some fours and threes over there to get it, but we'll be cool we'll keep things as well as we can as far as keeping things in order and with that we will get started cool. if you need can to get cut any yeah. of that down yeah we'll hesitate. look at it um all right so where would you guys be you are in an area headquarters uh it's normal day uh probably early morning coffee time before noon um Nothing really big has happened recently for you. It's It's been kind of chill, kind of quiet. Charlie team has not been dispatched to anything. Getting a little restless, if to say anything. Um, I would... Oh, go ahead. I would absolutely be down. And uh, my office, looking things over with Jacques, uh, cleaning up my space, trimming some hedges type of thing. Um, just really developed this rapport with Jacques over our time and almost like a, uh, a husband wife, just bicker banter with him that we don't even recognize as bicker banter. It's our, become our relationship. <laughs> um, well, uh, I would be, Bernard would be at his desk. And if, if you mentioned like nothing big has been happening, like we haven't been giving, given cases, I think Bernard is probably at his desk. Um, you know, not day drinking. <laughs> well, that's a given. Um, but you know, maybe uh, he's just pouring through newspapers and he's looking for. Yeah, something. he's looking for something to go find. Maybe he's you know on a phone trying to talk to somebody like, "Hey, what's going on in your neck of the woods? You heard anything?" Like he's talking to his contacts. He's he's looking for a thing to hunt. Right. Um, I I would actually like to ring up to Bernard. To have him help me settle a debate with Jacques. Okay. Do you have any idea what time it is? Look, I don't care what time it is. Jacques is at it again and he needs you to settle this. <laughs> Alright, give me a few. I'll be down there. Yeah, he's coming, Jacques. I know! Damn it, wait! <laughs> <laughs> Click. Yeah. Hey. You show up when you're ready. We will cut back down to the Arboretum. There we have our normal. We have trees, flowers, plants, bushes, numerous different members of our occult staff coming down to pick the herbs they need, the flowers that they need, all respectfully. Well, there's one. Not not quite as respectfully as he should be. Younger kid. But Garçon, our, our, our young friend Jacques, um, is flying around him like landing by his hands when he's violently picking things while still yelling at you from across the room. But not will be here soon. We will have this settled. You will not speak of Bernard in such a way that is so vulgar, Jacques. <laughs> I would not know that of his mother. <laughs> Leave my mother out of this. <laughs> ah, Bernard, I am glad to see you have made it. Will you please tell Jacques over here that's not all know how to prune properly, that these wool caps 
will be okay and recover. And like this bug is like in your face politely, pointing and gesturing. Alright, bud, here's what we're gonna do. He reaches in his pocket, he pulls out his phone. What was the question again? <laughs> this newcomer here, Jacques does not feel is sensitive enough to the flora. I have told him this would come with time and with grace. But then Jacques went on to describe he is ruining the pollination and this is not how things are pollinated. He is not a hummingbird, Jacques! <laughs> this kid is terrified. Like, you've got a kid here with, like, prunes in one hand wearing, like, your grandma's gardening gloves. Just, like, standing there, like, clearly he's caused a problem. Mom and dad are fighting, and I don't know what to do with this. <laughs> like, he's just standing there like, either the tree dude's gonna kill me, I'm gonna get stung, or they're gonna let me go. Uh, he looks at me, he's like, all right, Tanner, beat it. The kid, <laughs> thank you, sir, and <laughs> runs, like, runs. He's gone. <laughs> Very uncomfortable for him. Uh, I think he puts the phone back in his pocket, and he's like, all right, look. I was going to use Google, which, by the way, uh, you need to learn how to use. Um, yeah, man, I don't know. It'll grow back, and if it doesn't, we'll get you more, isn't that? The real reason I have asked you. <laughs> Allow me to speak first, Jacques. Damn it. <laughs> the real reason I have called you down here is... Have you been hanging out with Jacques when I am not in the office? He seems to be more brash than he once was. I don't really hang out with anybody, bub, but uh, if he's taken after me, he's taken after one of the best. Even the bug gags a little bit <laughs> and flies away. <laughs> um, okay, so, so this is where... We get to, uh, or where I get to, um, so I, I was researching, can, I, I didn't know how you wanted to get to this story. Can I say that I have found I was thing? just about to say. Okay. Um. I think you guys are, I, I, I think you guys are, are getting a little cooped up, getting a little stir crazy. I found some articles. We are headed to St. Michael's Cemetery. Okay. All right. Okay. Let me get in character a little mm -hmm. bit. I think, uh, starts rubbing his temples. I think we're all feeling a little cooped up, and, uh, I found something. I think we need to go check out, if for no other reason than just get out of this fucking building. We're headed to St. Michael's Cemetery. You got any pruning you need to finish up before we go? One second. I actually want to Google something here really quick. Out I, of character, sorry. I made it up. It, there is no St. Michael Cemetery. <laughs> I I literally was going to suggest the Mont St. Michael, but I don't remember when it was built. <laughs> Where is it at? It, France. You guys are not going to France for this. But my character would... That's what oh, would okay. No, yeah, do you. No, no, sorry. No, that's perfect. Yeah. Uh, Mont St. Michael... Built. I just wanted to see if that's something I would know in in character. Like, oh one, yeah, eighth century, perfect. One of the biggest ones. So he's just like, oh, we're going to the cemetery. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, the Monson Michael. She is beautiful. I hear. I heard many tales of her as a boy. But it is unlike us to go back to France. What <clears throat> could we be doing at Mont Saint Michael? <clears throat> France, yeah, yeah. You're gonna have to wait to get some escargot later, buddy. Where uh, Anarium's got a budget, but they don't spend it on us. Uh, we're going to where? Uh, it's actually somewhere fairly close. It would be like we're driving an hour to get to the okay. cemetery. <laughs> it is not in France. Yeah, we're we're just headed down the road. If you want to stop, look at a log and pick up some snails. That that's fine. But uh, we're we're not going to France, but. So you guys are going to go down and climb into your Ford Focus, <laughs> your hybrid of some kind. I don't think Ford Focus is a hybrid, but a hybrid, and no. you're going to – it's about an hour away. It is a fairly good-sized cemetery uh, in and around the town of Arkham in Kansas. Um, you arrive. Uh, you 
Bernard would be aware that there is a supernatural presence here. Uh, in what you have found in your readings is that a lot of the roadkill in the area is being found a little bit more munched on than it should be. And it's all centered around St. Michael's, which means you know that the ghouls who naturally take care of that territory are, are having some kind of issue where they are needing more food. And that means they're leaving their territory, which means they're more likely to be seen. So it's time to show up and talk to some people. Okay. All right. So I guess, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think, I think I'm just going to give her a call and just kind of tell her, tell her that we're headed to St. Michael's. We're going to check something Don't out. Don't tell me. Do it. Yeah. Emily Gorgonis, can I, how can I help you? Hey there, Gorgonzola. Just wanted to give you a call, let you know me and the tree man are heading down to St. Michael's, and uh, we're going to check out what looks like some ghouls. As much as I appreciate your Yeah, that's of... great. Um, yeah, we'll talk to you later. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll check in and let you know I what we find. I can fire you. You know that, right? <laughs> and put you in prison for the murders you've done. Mm, that's fair. All right. Uh, All right. First off, Gorgonzola. <laughs> no. Second off, I'm glad you found work. I like the initiative. Third off, Respect. Or you can be a stone in my home, and I can look at you every day and think that's what I'll do to every employee that disrespects me. Mm. I like you, Bernard. Not that much. Fair enough. I thought we'd establish kind of a, a fun little quirky relationship. We do, and that's why this isn't going to wind up in your permanent record. <laughs> We've had a discussion about it. Consider this your verbal warning. Fair enough. But like I said, me and Groot, we're headed to St. Michael's. Is that okay with you? If you think you can handle him on your own, no disrespect towards you or Orpheus. If you think you are prepared to take him on a mission, just the two of you, I have no reason signing off on that. If anything gets out of control, however, you will need to call in a team to take things to the necessary level. That's fair. And uh, I think I'll just tell Jacques about it and he'll reprimand him. Uh, They seem to have established a bit of a relationship i don't think he'd like to be in trouble with him so question have you been spending more time with jacques (laughs) because he has taken on some of your less friendly personality traits like i said i don't teach anybody anything but if he's been watching me and he thinks i'm worth emulating then you know i can't stop him always the victim bernard enjoy your day (laughs) Please check in if anything comes up or you have any issues. You are aware that there are a, a, a nest of ghouls there that take care of things. I don't know. I look forward to reading your report as to why you are investigating. But I trust you. Enjoy your day. Have a good one. Will do. You too. And then, yeah, we're, we're good there. And then I'll, I'm going to, you know, have to edit out some stuff there, but we'll we'll put that in there. Hopefully not too much. I think we did. We oh, yeah. Oh, oh I meant uh, the part where we were... Uh, technical difficulties. Yeah, the techni- all gotcha. that stuff, and then our conversation about what we were going to do. I'll take that stuff out and this. Gotcha. And <laughs> this, and this right now. Rob is still picking up his headphones and Sorry. looking terrified. Nope, you're good. Okay. Anytime I, I see you start technically troubleshooting things, I'm like, ah, we can give him a minute if we need to. All right, so you guys get your car. You're driving. Uh, Orpheus, I assume that you have pepper grindered up today, and you are enchanted to look human. Uh, it's with me. I, I would not have utilized it yet. Um, largely still not picking up on the cues on when it's most appropriate to do it. All right, that makes sense. Bernard, you have taught Jacques how to ferment the honey, didn't you? <laughs> now that I may have given him a few tips. <laughs> I'm just sitting here trying to figure out how a bee would make mead and not kill itself instantly with the alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And... I have heard of small batch bourbon, but small batch mead for bees? <laughs> Bernard, you impress me, you sly fox. <laughs> they ever decide to sell it should be pretty expensive good for them all right as you guys pull up it is a traditional cemetery um it has the big iron gates in front 
Uh, those were not taken during war efforts. Uh, that's why we generally don't we see the big iron gates, but everything else has since been replaced. During World War II, when we needed the steel, we took the cast iron fencing from around cemeteries, which was originally cast iron because they believed it would keep ghosts and spirits in and ghosts and demons out. So you are pulling up on a modernized cemetery. It's fairly good sized. I mean, you're you're looking at maybe two, three miles worth of cemetery. It's older. It's been around for a while. Handful of mausoleums in one area where clearly at one point there was a little bit more reverence for the dead that was going here. Understandably, more people, more deaths. It is well taken care of. Uh, grass is mowed. Certain graves have flowers. It it. it in Kansas here, given that we have an anarium base, there are some people who fully recognize that the dead should be respected and taken care of. Um, you, Bernard, are aware that you are going to want to go to those mausoleums. That is where the, we'll call it front desk, for the ghoul population of St. Michael's tends to accept visitors, even if unannounced. Okay. A uh, couple things. Um... First, I hate that uh, every time I hear Mausoleum, I think of that Fall Out Boy song. <laughs> the the uh, uh, Sugar We're Going Down, the Lie in the Grass, next to the Mausoleum. <laughs> That's where my friend goes every time. I'm over there thinking, what Fall Out Boy? Okay, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, I just want to make sure like, I get the etiquette right here because I think this is something that Bernard certainly would have had experience with, and if it's this close, he's probably had to interact with yep. these ghouls at some um, point. They're not. You've never really had issues past the initial setting up of their society, the ground rules. These ghouls understand an area. They are intelligent creatures. They don't speak English like the one you're going to meet. His name is Lothos. He... He speaks enough English that you guys can communicate. He's kind of in charge. Think of as a mayor. It is an elected position for this. I'm going to call it a pack, but that doesn't give it really the respect it deserves. They have their own society and their norms. Most of where they live is underground. Um, but you, you would know Lothos. He would know you on site. He would trust you uh, to an extent. They are a very untrusting creature right. given that they've been living in cemeteries and underground. Yeah. It's, and it's a tenuous agreement. He is a monster. It's my job to hunt them. And, and, and he understands that, you know, if they fuck up. How long have you been an anarium agent? Uh, I think it's been 20 years. 20 right? years. Yeah. Uh, you're not hunting them anymore, you racist bastard. <laughs> <laughs> you, are, you are interacting with them. Well, no, I, I'm not hunting You him. have a reputation yeah. that precedes you that... He's here. He knows how to do his job well. Right. But when you say, oh, they, they, he knows I hunt monsters, it's like, that's not really what you do anymore. But it's probably how you still view it. Yeah, I I, I think it is. Like it's, I, I think he, he understands that there are some that are different. And mm -hmm. yeah, he, like, I think I've even said it a few times. Like, my instinct is to shoot you. You're a trigger puller. Yeah, but mm -hmm. I, I'm going to give you a shot. Mm-hmm. Before I give you a shot, your training, yeah, your, your, your training and your instinct is always trigger puller, danger. Yeah. These are monsters. That's where you started. Whereas now you're learning, investigate, taking clues, figure it out beyond where is it at and how do I kill it? Which is interesting. It's I like it. Sorry, no, yeah. my brain always goes to like your story. <laughs> yeah, and, like I picture it and I see it. And I'm like, oh, that's that's interesting. How like same page but different. Yeah, we're good. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, so I just want to know, like, um, like you said, going up to this front desk, I kind of know what the protocol would be, but can you walk me through, like, what it is that I need to do to get their attention? Um, or... You will go to their mausoleum. I, mean, I can walk you guys through this. All right, so you're in the cemetery. Uh, you do go on foot. You do not take your vehicle to the mausoleum. That is kind of a, a disrespect for what you're here for, for them. Um, there are three mausoleums kind of on a hill. There's, as you walk up the, the circular path to this section of the cemetery, there's one big mausoleum in the middle, one on the right that's a little broken down, but clean, and then one on the left, that is the one you're going to go to. Uh, you will enter that mausoleum, 
in the center, there is a tomb. There is a marble tomb. Um, on there, you will more or less knock on the tomb lid. And depending on if they are asleep and who is available, somebody will come up and and answer it. You are knocking. That is part of the deal where it's, nope, we need to respectfully be able to come to you. You're going to knock on it and somebody's going to go find Lothos and go, hey, Anarium's here or kids are here. You have to make that choice, not me. Okay. But not before you knock on this door, you know, there must be a little bourbon poured for those who have fallen. I think he, he starts reaching for it, but he's kind of giving him a look like, you know, you're going to have to start carrying your own bourbon. It first me dumping this shit out all over the place. <laughs> so he, he pours a little bit out, but begrudgingly. Please tell me you pour one out for the homies and hit a seawalk on the gravesite. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think he, he does. Um, he pours one out, and I think he will take a drink while it's out. So we can go ahead and clock that. He has begun his um, – what move was The that? thing that uh, makes you more of a fighter than a talker? Yeah. Ah, good call for your, <laughs> for your diplomatic <laughs> missions. Yeah. I'm going to make a little leaf cut cup as per canon for my character when he starts pouring one out. So it's not just – soaking in the ground i'm gonna catch it in my little leaf cup and place it oh okay 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 that's what you want okay yeah so we do that and i take a swig and uh um yeah all right and uh, the door is not particularly heavy it's not locked uh they have found that when you try to make an entry point as locked away and don't touch this as possible. It's where all the teenagers instantly run to. Whereas if they can just walk in, look at what they're going to look at and then walk out or hang out there, it, they're less likely to stay long. They want to break into something. That's why they picked one of the smaller mausoleums instead of the giant one at the top of the hill. Okay. Dang it. I keep. I'm, I'm boring him. It's fine. Well, I no, I got it. like three hours of sleep last night. That's ah, you monster. <laughs> um, uh, I'm one of those people that like I was almost asleep, and then baby started crying. And gotcha. Once I got out of like the sleeping mode, like then I couldn't go back to sleep until like full, like five o'clock. <laughs> um, okay, so I look at. I think I raise my hand to knock on the door, and I I look at Orpheus. And I'm like, Have you ever met a ghoul before? There are ghouls. There are Al Ghouls. I do not characterize anybody. Hmm. This should be fun. And <laughs> he knocks. You knock on the marble. And something underneath it is what is going to give it its echoing effect. Something that these ghouls have created to be heard further down. The top side doesn't look that fancy or different, but where you're knocking in just the right spot, it creates the echo. Travels down the tunnel, and you don't hear it, but you create quite the stir. Someone's knocking on it. Someone's got to go find Lothos. Let's go. Come on. In their language, which is more of a combination of growls and barks and some syllables, uh, though we might call it simplistic. You need to think of it as almost like the Swahili language where there are clicks and then there are syllables where it's actually so much more complex than what we can gather yeah. that it's, it's how different cultures develop their language and all that. It yeah. just, because if I describe it as growls and barks, it sounds like, Oh, they're, they're stupid. Well, no, it's, they're so they're how, that's how they do their yeah. thing. Um, With it going down, I, the, what comes to my head is the Lord of the Rings um, when they're in the, uh, Mo the mines of Moria and that Throw bucket. yourself down the <laughs> next time and save us the trouble of your stupidity. Yeah. And then you start hearing those calls back and forth. That's where my head was at. Okay, so. Um, you wait maybe five minutes, maybe, before that lid raises up just a touch. Almost enough that if you weren't standing there waiting for it, you would not notice it. They are well-trained in sometimes teenagers take a peek and we can't just show ourselves to everyone. Uh, when he sees that it is you, it is kind of a gesture of like raising open a chest lid. Like this has been designed to open to show this entryway where you see Lothos standing on a stairwell that goes down. You could comfortably follow him down there. You'd have to 
do some crawling and kneeling to get through some of the holes they've made it, as ghouls are a very much hunched over, almost humanoid. They have paw-like back feet, and their hands, because of what they live underground, have almost mole-like hands, where it's designed for digging, but their faces are very much like a dog. They have the long snout, their ability to smell that flesh that they, they need to eat, that has developed over the years. The snout is long enough that like, it, there's enough of that smell tissue in there that they can smell the dead through the dirt, so they don't have to go in through the top. They can come up from the bottom break open a casket and pull it through yeah so these are these are not the uh, not near as attractive as the the supernatural version of ghouls so we, no we were, this is very much the witcher version <laughs> yeah. these, these are your pikmin's model lovecraftian witcher ghouls cool, cool the one standing in front of you however is wearing a tweed overcoat that has seen better days it is dirty it has holes in it, but you know Lothos based on this jacket, as most ghouls admittedly look very similar from one to the other. Okay. He looks at you and simply goes, like turning his head like a dog, and goes, What? How you doing, Lothos? Uh, I'm sure you know why I'm here, but I guess you're going to make me say it. Uh, we've been finding some... Uh, Rodents, dogs, stray cats, that kind of thing with uh, some pretty interesting bite marks uh, that made me want to come talk to you. You know anything about that? What is? And he points one of his claws toward uh, Orpheus. What? What? What is? Oh, yeah. This is my friend Orpheus, and he's... Well, we don't know what the fuck he is, if I'm being honest with you, but uh, he's a big tree kind of man. He's all right. Friend? Very much so. Hmm. And he, he eyes you, Orpheus. Not so much in a look at this big bastard, but more in a if he knows where this is and next week decides he's not an anarium agent, do I, how much do I give him? How much do I show him? Would I you address oh, that look? Yeah. I'm, I'm going to step forward. And... Lothos. My name is Orpheus. And I am a friend to those who respect the world around them. And I'll, uh, I'll extend an olive branch, per se. Okay, uh, what are you going to hand him? What are you going to go for? Because as you say, those who respect the world around them, he kind of looks around the mausoleum and, like, perks up a weed that is growing next to the, the doorway in the ground where he's like, oh, look, see, I'm respecting this thing. Jesus, <laughs> you're big. Uh, that would absolutely be enough. I would, um, if you would allow me to, like, maybe grow, like, a, a rose or something as just like a, a token of sorts. Lothos will lean forward. He will smell it twice. He will eat it, like just like dog taking a treat, like bite into it, chew on it for a minute, and kind of look at you. Smell like... Smell like... Samity. And then he kind of goes back in the hole for a minute. And then he pops back up, and there is two younger ghouls, small, human, they're children, kind of where his legs are at, that are super curious about what's going on. This is all new to them, and he's trying to show them how we can interact with humans and other creatures where we don't always have to be enemies. He is allowing Orpheus to see more of their numbers. This is the greatest friendly gesture he can grant to you as what they are in their understanding. Okay. I would recognize that. He's literally showing you his children, showing you we have numbers, we're here. And he, he kind of smiles at you guys. And then he, he kind of bops the little kids with his hands to get them to go back down. You know how parents do, that, yeah. that dismissing gesture. They both kind of grunt, growl, and then they run. And he goes, food, 
food, uh, he's trying to think of the word, sparse, low, 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 food low, no, 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 no new crunch, no, uh, not, not, bit, bit busy. Hmm. Okay, so I think since we've been playing for a while and we haven't rolled any dice, I think I'd like to uh, roll to investigate a mystery here. Do it. Can I get one of these little... Get you a tray. Um, that's a five, so... And experience. Experience. Uh, um, and I'm going to write that name down, too. Fun podcasting, note-taking. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, that didn't work. Um, so I guess the, what my, what I was going to do is ask... Uh, ask a question anyway. Um, I mean, you may have failed your investigate role, but if he trusts you both, it might be enough to at least get him to give you information maybe you didn't ask for. It may not be what you're investigating, but I can still proceed further in your storyline. Ask your question. I've got an idea. Okay. See how it plays out. Have you been seeing any ghouls that uh, aren't members of your family in this area? Or have you been going in other areas? Lothos, my friend does not mean to be so brash. You see, he's a drunkard. I think I look at him, I'm like, I'm not giving you any more bourbon. (laughs) Lothos, like, leans over and, like, head forward a little bit and starts to, like, sniff the air around Bernard (laughs) when you're like, he's a drunkard. It's like, all right, maybe. (laughs) It's fair. Your family is very lovely, Lothos. I would love to help provide you some food, but we must understand if there has been any change to the area first. Is your territory under attack? Roll to investigate a mystery. You give it a shot. Unfortunately, Bernard's was low enough that I couldn't have you assist him. It wouldn't have done eight. any good. Got an eight. Uh, so that, that, that'll that be your strong question. And he looks at you and he simply says, Immaculate. Immaculate. Dead. <clears throat> dead. Dead. I will have Bernard get a ping on that. You are aware that there is another ghoul area, a sanctuary, in another cemetery, which is probably maybe 20, 30 miles away, other side of town kind of thing, where it's the idea that, nope, most towns have more than one cemetery. This one has opened. It's not new by any standards, but this cemetery is starting to be full. It has played its course it's in such an area where they can't really add on and it's old enough that they're not burying people here nearly as often. Okay. Bernard, what does he mean by... I'm sorry, Sam, was Immaculate? Immaculate Dead. Uh, the other cemetery is known as the Confines of the Immaculate Dead. What does he mean by this Bernard, this Immaculate Dead? There's another cemetery about 30 minutes from here, the Confines of the Immaculate Dead. Uh, it's pretty old. Let's get a little full. Uh, maybe that's what he's talking about. Um, and I think so... I'm I'm gonna now turn to to Lothos and say, uh, so they've been coming here. All new crunch, go to immaculate, not Michael. Okay. All right. Well, they are starving you out, Lothos. He's not positive what you're what you're implying by that. He doesn't know how to answer it. Um, what you are suggesting is that they are taking the dead. 
the cemetery is just full. And so they're not getting anything new. So they're not getting any new food. It's not, um, it's not planned. Those ghouls aren't like trying to cause a turf war, but in order for them to eat, they have to spread out and find roadkill and bring it home. Hmm. And just so I'm not confused in this, I can cut this out. Confines of the Immaculate Dead is full. No, Saint Michael's, Saint is, Michael's full. is full. So all the all the new crunch all is the going, dead to are going to the Mac. crunch is the uh, the coffin. The idea to get through the crunch to get to the body, meat, yeah. the meat, the food. Everything new is kind of going there. We're full. We have plots that are reserved for families, but like that requires them to die. It's not someone has a tragedy. We take them to this Catholic cemetery. It's this one has existed long enough that it has begun to be full. The plots that are there are kind of reserved. Whereas the newer one, the Immaculate Dead is, it is new. I mean, it's still, you know, 20, 30 years old, but they have tons of land and they're in an area where they can expand. Whereas this one was kind of original to the city and they've built around it enough that there's nowhere for it to go. Okay. So, and would I have any information on, are there ghouls at? Yes. And I, yes. I would know that. You know that. You are fully aware that the confines of the Immaculate Dead has its own group. It's probably reasonably understood most cemeteries are going right. to have a ghoul presence. Okay. Or at least did at one point in time. Mm -hmm. um, or will, if they're yeah. new. Okay. Um, I think I just look at him and I'm like, all right, Lothos. We're going to do what we can to either get some new crunch here or get you to the crunch. That makes sense? No. And then he just like pulls the <laughs> lid down like he understands you're trying to help, but he has no idea what you're going for. Okay. Alright. Um I think I just look at Orpheus. I'm like, alright. Back to the car. I got an idea. And I think what my idea is is I think first we need to call Emily back and inform her what's going on. Um and see what the steps are. You know, if there's a litigious way to do it or if there's you know some kind of outside of the rule book play we're gonna have to do to get them all right okay did you say lothos like turned away from us oh uh, he left he he closed the lid to the to the okay. the, the, the um <clears throat> yes okay. he closed the 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 top to the marble <laughs> resting place where it kind of he's he's closed the door he knows you know he understands they've been doing some things with outside stuff that might get him into trouble, but he, he understands that Bernard's like, yeah, hey, we're going to see if we can help. And so it's like, I have no idea what you mean by what you just said, but I understand that means you're going to help, so uh, I'm done here. Thanks. All right. Um, I am with you, Bernard. But he said something that struck a chord with me. I do not understand it. Samadhi. It rings so familiar and yet so distant. Samadhi means something to you, Bernard? So that's what I want to ask you. Does Samadhi mean something to me? Uh, yes. You, you knew Mama Teresa well enough, which means you've been in Louisiana. You would be vaguely understanding of various parts of the, the culture there and voodoo, hoodoo, spiritual practitioners, you know that he is kind of the, the gatekeeper of the dead in um, the voodoo tradition. He digs the graves. Okay. I think I, I look at him and I'm kind of like, yeah, you caught that too, huh? He's kind of known as the gatekeeper of souls, kind of digs graves, makes deals. Could explain a lot with you, but uh, let's deal with the matter at hand, and we'll uh, put that in our back pocket. I understand. Right, I gotta call this fucking <laughs> thing. I can't remember what are they. Hmm. Uh, what are they again? Um, Ghouls. No, uh, Emily. Emily, deputy Emily director. Emily Gorgonis, deputy director. Yeah. Emily Gorgonis. If she's a. Uh, 
Why can I not think of the name? Gorgon? Yeah, she's a Hellhammer. Medusa? Her, yeah. her last name, Gorgon. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Now my brain just I, wasn't working. I love working. you guys, but sometimes. <laughs> I told you I didn't sleep. <laughs> um, I'm not a smart man, but I don't know what love is. <laughs> like, all right, I got to call this fucking Gorgon back. Uh, so uh, that's what I'm going to do now. Please call her back. Hey, Gorga- gorgeous Gorgonis. <laughs> every time, drop another Something new. Something something playful. Yeah. I think I like that one, gorgeous Gorgonis. Uh, uh, that's probably what I do. So um, I'll let you, again, I'm calling you, so you'll have to okay. pick up. Deputy Director Emily Gorgonis, how can I help you? Gorgeous Gorgonis. So great to hear your voice again this morning. I, uh... Got out here and I talked to Lothos, and I uh, got some something you might like to know. All right. Uh, what have you discovered? Seems, uh, as Lothos put it, there's no new crunch coming to St. Michael's. Um, so they've been venturing out and finding crunch on their own. So uh, as far as I can tell, they haven't gone out and killed any humans, just rodents, other animals, that kind of thing. But... Uh, it's not my place to say we need to move these guys or find a way to get St. Michael's some new territory, but uh, I don't know. I figured you were the person to call. Um, We have been developing some business relations that we could attempt to use. Uh, if you could, however, maybe make an attempt to the confines of the Immaculate Dead, you might be able to broker a deal with the uh, ghoul in charge there. Her name is Sharon. Uh, she might be able to break a deal, uh, help dig a tunnel. They might be able to trade, whether it be um, working for them during the day, helping dig tunnels. They are not a new establishment, but they aren't quite as large as Lothos's establishment. Um, they might be willing to make a deal. If you could broker that deal between them, that could be part of a problem. If not, we do have something that we've been working on for a spell um, that may allow them to... We might be able to help them out a bit more. So you attempt to broker the deal. It's much easier for you to do it that way. But if not, we do have a plan, and uh, I will start working on that here. Uh, is that all you needed? That's it. Don't don't flirt with me, Bernard. You're very bad at it. But have a wonderful day. <laughs> and she hangs up. Okay. Um, I think he just kind of smiles and he puts his phone in his pocket. He's like, she loves me. <laughs> <laughs> she loves me. Um, I'm like, all right. We're on our way to confines of the Immaculate Dead. We're going to talk to Sharon. And uh, all right, we're on the road. God, your heart is stone right now. What did she say to you? <laughs> uh, I'm pretty old, man, and uh, it don't take much for me. Uh, but I, <laughs> I got a question for you. So Baron Samity. Well, I can't say that he's bad. He's certainly not somebody I would associate with good either. When you hear that name, does it bring anything back to you? Does it make you feel any way? Since you guys have unlocked me from the swamp, there are certain things that seem all too familiar and all too distant. Samadhi, I do not know him, but he makes the hairs on my vine raise as if I should know him. I am not afraid, but I have no comfort in that name. I think... You know, as he's driving, he kind of eyes me, he looks at him, and he's like, I got a feeling we're going to find out how you know him soon enough. I got one more question, though. How do you poop? <laughs> Fuck you, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, everyone. That's the end of the first episode of this little side episode of Anarium. Got a couple more that released today that you can check out. Please go give it a listen. I think you're going to like it. Um, it's a little bit different than what we've been doing. It's not so much uh, bang bang. Uh, it's a little more talky talky, but I think you guys will like it. Um, uh, speaking of like it, uh, make sure you're liking and following us on social media. We're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, we're on TikTok. Find us, enjoy us. That sounds a little weird, but you know, tell your friends too. And uh, make sure you rate and review. And if you have any suggestions for us or things you would like to uh, maybe see changed on the show, maybe something we're not doing right, make sure you hit up the email that is on all of our social media. So thank you all again for listening. This is a really fun one, and I hope you enjoyed it as much. Have a good day or night, you know, whenever you listen to it. <laughs>